Welcome to Rigo's Business Review, where we bring you the latest in leadership, business, and tech. I'm your host, Carl Rigo. Join us each week as we share unexpected insights and underreported stories from the world of business to inform, uplift, and inspire, and make you think. Thank you for joining us for the podcast. We have a special treat this week, which is one of my favorite radio appearances. The interview that follows originally aired on the Workplace Radio Show on Resonance 104.4 FM in London. I'd like to thank my colleague NND, who is the producer of that show and is also the host of the interview. While this discussion took place in 2020, the principles and concepts are timeless and apply even more so in 2021. Therefore, without further ado, on with the show. Welcome to the workplace with me, NND, here on Resonance 104.4 FM and ResonanceFM.com online. Today's program title is What Are You Solving For in 2020? And my guest is Carl Rigo, CEO and founder of London Executive Advisors and no stranger to the workplace radio program. We finished the first quarter of 2020 and now are well underway in the second quarter of this first year of a new decade. No doubt, like many, you probably had fantastic plans for the coming year and decade and set yourself great life and work-changing goals. One quarter on into 2020, where are you with those goals? Are you still on track and on the way to success or have the wheels come off the goal-setting wagon, leaving you in the fast lane to nowhere? If it's the latter, perhaps it's time to do a bit of stock-taking. And so we turn to Carl to help us with that. Visit lxauk.com to connect with Carl. So, Carl, welcome back to the workplace. Uh, Tell us a bit about yourself. I'm now CEO of London Executive Advisors. I spent half of the first 10 years of my career um, in operations, in, in industry, and the second 10 years in sales to then become a CEO. And I've worked in large corporates mid-market companies and startups and scale-ups across a variety of sectors. Tell us what you're going to talk to us about today. Today we're going to talk about, as you mentioned, what are you solving for in 2020? And really we're going to cover three scenarios. What to do if you actually have no idea at all now, um, what, what your vision is or what you're trying to achieve if you're confused. Second scenario is what to do if you have an idea, you have a vision, but it's still a bit cloudy. And the third scenario is what to do once you have a clear vision and you just need some help in getting there. Let's begin with why you chose this topic. Yes, so I had a colleague ring me and he had had a a job offer. And he said, "Um, Carl, it's more money than I'm making now. What do you think? Should I take it? And I said, well, that depends. Depends on what you're solving for. Because I happen to know that this individual is looking for a to get a mortgage, so maybe stability is important. Yes, the money is helpful. Um, The level of the role also seemed a little bit junior for that person, so I thought, hmm, what actually is your main priority here? Um, And it's not a question I can answer, it's just something that he can answer, and I thought, I imagine uh, a a number of other people have the same question, situation. Okay, and what what are you solving for mean? So the title comes from engineering. I trained as an engineer years ago, and engineers solve all kinds of complex problems with lots of variables. So if you're building a plane, you need to figure out, if you're designing a plane, rather, you need to figure out, are we trying to optimize the aerodynamics, the weight, the cost? 
you can't be 100% on every single dimension. Sometimes if you want the fastest, most sturdy plane, it probably won't be the least expensive. So similarly for us in our lives, we need to think about what are our priorities in practice? Are we trying to, in the workplace, for example, are we trying to maximize our salary at all costs? And or are we trying to have a bit of balance in our lives, lifestyle, time with family, things like that? So we just need to think through actually what are we trying to maximize? And I was inspired to, to call the session what are you solving for? Because Elon Musk's brother gave a talk at the IOD about five years ago. His name is Kimball Musk, and he was a co he was the co-founder of some of the early companies Elon had founded. And Kimball was talking about um, sustainability and being a responsible business. And, and he said, when you're running a business, we need to think about what are we solving for? Are we just trying to maximize profits? Are we just looking after shareholders? Or are we looking after stakeholders? And I've worked in sustainability for a number of years myself. I just think it's a nice way to frame it for technical people. What are you actually solving for? Before we get into whether you have the vision, clear or not, and all of that stuff, let's talk about the importance of visioning, prioritizing, and goal setting. It's been said that without a vision, people perish. Getting all and, biblical on us. Yeah. <laughs> and and, and that, that's true. Realistically, I'd say doing a visioning exercise periodically is how we stay true to ourselves and, and stay on purpose. When we are busy doing, we can become busy fools sometimes and lose track of our North Star. So it's good to, to check in from time to time. And also, if you don't make the time to articulate your vision and then set goals to help you get there, it's hard to hit a target that does not even exist, as Zig Ziglar says. So you could be the best archer in the world, but if you're blindfolded and spun around, you actually can't even see the target. So what are you, what are you aiming towards? And also, um, unless you have goals and priorities, it's impossible to manage your time effectively. So... No matter where you fall on the spectrum, there are some general principles to keep in mind. What are those principles? Right. So, this, yeah, if you, if, whether you're on the spectrum of, of having no idea what you want or some idea or a clear vision, so some things for us to keep in mind are when we are doing this vision and goal-setting exercise, we can actually, what inspires us is actually project forward to imagining that we've already achieved the goal we've set for ourselves. So get the results in advance, as, as Jim Rohn says, and that will help pull you forward. The other thing to keep in mind is that one of the main purposes of setting goals, envisioning and setting goals, is yes, it's to achieve, it's for what we, what we achieve and maybe what we, we attain by doing that. It's also about who we become in the process of that journey. That's really what the transformation is about. And if, if you don't set those challenging goals for yourself, you may not grow as much. So we're talking a lot about goals. Mm -hmm. Is there an, a difference between an intention and a goal? Yes, from I'll give you kind of Carl's working definition. So I have a lot of intentions in the morning. I'm a, I'm a big fan of affirmations and action and things. So intentions to me are when we pause, setting an intention for me is when we pause and look into our mindset and our heart set. So for me, for example, I, I try to set my attitude daily. Um, so wake up in the morning and say, hmm, how am I feeling today? Okay, well, I'm going to choose in my better moments. For <laughs> me, I say I'm optimistic, expected, and cheerful, right, as a reminder. And then also you start with an attitude of gratitude in the morning, and you, you choose to do that. And, and I can say when I, when I do that, my days tend to be better than when I don't do that. So that's an intention. That's an intention. When, when you, if you're saying I intend to be open today or I intend to be optimistic today, it's a choice. And then the goal is really, a goal has been defined as a dream with a deadline keeping it simple. So what we want to aim to achieve by when and what will it look like and feel like. And why is it important to have a clear intention and or goal? Do you think you should have both every day? You should have both? I think I think ideally, yes, because the, the goal is almost like your, it is your, um, your, your endpoint destination. And the intention is almost like the tracking system you use to keep you on track, 
keep you working there. It's been said that in every moment we are practicing something. So you ask yourself, what are we practicing? What are you practicing in every moment you're practicing something? So you're choosing consciously, ooh, do you know what? I'm going to check in with myself this hour and see how am I feeling? What's my mental conversation like? And how is that? What am I choosing to focus on? How is it making me feel? And how is it influencing what I do? As Tony Robbins would say. Let's really get into the mm -hmm. first of, of your items, which is what to do when you don't know what to do or even how to begin with goal setting? Yeah, this, this happens periodically for people. Some people stay there. I stayed there for, for a number of years early in my career. It can be a little bit um, disheartening sometimes, but um, it depends on where you are. There are two schools of thought here. One says, and I'm, I'm more partial to the one that says, be still until you do know. So be a bit mindful. Look deep within yourself and see actually who you want to be. Not necessarily what, but who you want to be and who you really want to be, not what any external, externally imposed opinion or people have said that you, you, you should be. And then if you do that, some of that inner work and combine it with being exposed to certain options and things, um, you'll, you'll get a sense of just think about, well, what makes me happy? If I were following my bliss, as Joseph Campbell says, what would I actually be spending my time doing? So that's one school of thought. You start there. There's another, another school of thought in business, in a business context, where if you're looking at what your goals may be for the organization, you may inherit some top-down goals from the current business plan that your division has to follow. And ideally, you would chunk them down and say, well, if we need to make $12 million in sales, um, if, if the organization needs to make $100 million and my team needs to make $12 million in sales, that's $1 million a month. And then that breaks down into... 50 grand a day we need to make in sales. So you, you, you map all that out and then you'd have that goal there. But if you don't really know what to do, if you're running a business like I'm an entrepreneur now, sometimes it's like when you're walking out navigating to get somewhere, your, your, your phone GPS, sometimes you need, to, you need to take a step or two to actually get for, your, for the signal to get picked up and then you get a, a signal back from the market, let's say, and it tells you whether or not you're on track. So there's a time to be still and then there's a time when you actually need to step out and take a, you know, make a move and test and see. All right. So what do you do when you don't know where to begin? Take a step? So for, for individuals, for people, I think in, from a workplace perspective, it, it's good to, to be still and spend some time with yourself. I talk about mindfulness and meditation, things like that, because it helps you get... Jack Kornfield says that just simple mindfulness meditation is really powerful because it, focusing on your breath connects your, your mind, your breath, and your body together in the present. And when you do that, then you get a goal, then you know one or two things you want to strive towards? In my experience, being still connects you with your inner voice, and that is what you can use to, to guide and point you in a direction. All right. Okay. So is that everything on what to do if you don't even know where to get started? Shall we move on to what So, Well, no, there's a bit more on this All one. All right. Yeah. So in terms of following your bliss, let's say, uh, you to get an idea of actually what interests you, you can track the sorts of things that you keep an eye on the sorts of things you're reading when you can do anything when you can when you have free time what, how do you spend your time what are you reading which videos are you watching you can go and look at your search history and look at your youtube history to see gosh i watch a lot of videos on finance or i'm always reading these articles on golf or something oh i spend a lot right. of time watching videos so on cats. so that that will point you in a direction <laughs> and then also if you think back to the times when you felt most alive and in flow and happy and things like that and how what were you doing in those moments that will give you clues and then you begin to form a picture so that's the first step, if you, if you don't even have a clue of where to begin. Yeah. All right. Anything else after that, or shall we move on? We can move on. All right. So um, what if you sort of have an idea of what you want or what, you're, or what you're solving for, but it's still a bit cloudy or fuzzy? Then what do you do? The phrase 
there is go as far as you can see, and when you get there, you'll be able to see farther. So it's like when you're driving on a on a, on a foggy evening, your headlamps, your, your lights can only only allow you to see maybe a couple hundred feet in front of you. When you go that hundred feet, then you can see further. So you have a bit of a sense of direction, and then when you when you take the step, it becomes more clear, and it unfolds, and you unfold. So I think keeping that phrase in mind is really helpful, and you you can take a step in the direction of the vision that you have for yourself and the more will be revealed to you another kind of key success factor here in my experience is to make sure that you're exposed to a wide variety of options because back to the title what are you solving for you're trying to optimize some set of options that you have but if you only think that you have two potential career options in front of you then you're going to try to maximize amongst those two but actually you may have three four five ten that you're not even aware of so it's good to go out and speak with people, do informational interviews, again, track what you're naturally interested in and build, build, almost people talk about vision boards and things. You can do that for your business, for your, your life. Just collect Pinterest or wherever you want. You can collect images and, and little blurbs from elements that you know will fit into your longer term direction. But the key there, uh, also in this space, it's key to allow time for white space because the vision will fill itself in a bit more as you take time. Everyone, all the creative geniuses talk about when inspiration strikes. Sometimes, yes, you have to work really hard in the lab, and other times inspiration comes when you're in the shower or when you're doing something completely different and you stepped away and you're using your back burner. Because sometimes you can be so close to a problem that you can't see the full the full picture. Right. So white space is key. Okay. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. I also have um, some other insights here that, that I achieved, that I've received personally myself, which I'm, I'm using for me because I'm a how guy. So sometimes when I'm doing visioning or from if I'm working in an organization where there's a vision, I'm always keen to say, well, okay, how do we actually do this? And until I get to that point, I'm stuck sometimes. So there may be people out there, you can be, an, you can be a why person, which is big on purpose and vision. You can be a what person, saying, well, actually, what are we trying to do? Great. And then, okay, how, how? Until you, until you answer the first two questions, you can't really get started as a how person. So there's a consultant named Peter Block who wrote a book called The Answer to How is Yes. There are times in life when the answer to how is simply to say yes and embrace the feeling you have about where you're supposed to go. And then, as I said before, the answer will emerge. Now, there's another layer to that. You're saying, you say yes, okay, great. And then sometimes that's enough. You want to be open and receptive. At other times, you say, yeah, but what am I saying yes to? And actually, this is where when you're spending that quiet time, for me, it's maybe doing deep meditation. One of the insights that came to me was, well, what you're saying yes to is your fundamental truth as you currently understand it today, maybe not as it was in 2019 or 2018, and have you taken time to pause and check in on what that is? And actually, we were going to talk about the six human needs and things, which is probably, this is probably an interesting time to do that. But so, so for example, for me, one of my fundamental truths is that I need to spend more time speaking because that's part of my purpose of why I'm on this earth. So if I'm spending more time behind my computer doing online sorts of business, that's not necessarily going to fulfill me, nor is it going to allow me to serve people to the degree that I need to be doing it in order for me to feel fulfilled and like I'm fulfilling my purpose. So, and then the, the last part of that is you're saying yes to your, your fundamental truth, whatever you feel that to be for you. And the reason why that's really important is if you don't do that, the psychologist would say, how can you fully self-actualize if you're denying a fundamental aspect of who you are? If you've got this cognitive dissonance inside, you're pulling in two directions at once, it's going to be really hard to fulfill your potential. But in this um, this breakdown you gave us here, yeah. I really like this uh, what, why, what, and how. Yes. And you said you're really, you really are a how person. So really, if you are sort of fuzzy, should you really take yourself through those three steps? What, what's, what am I doing? Why am I doing it? And then how am I doing it? Yes. So 
this comes back to a part of the, the talk I was going to include, which is if you have an idea already of what you're trying to achieve, then you can, you can get into what and how. It's fine. If you're, if you're unclear on what your purpose is and, and what you're trying to unfold for yourself in your life, then you do need to spend a bit of time in why, kind of what, what's your purpose, what are you here to, to achieve as an individual, what are you here to, to, to do as a person, why are you on this earth? And basically, there's, um, there's a four-part framework that I really love, which comes from Michael Bernard Beckwith, and it's about levels of awareness in your mindset, okay? I'll, I'll try through it really quickly. It's brilliant, but I'll try through it quickly in the interest of time. Um, so people tend to be in one of four levels of awareness. The, fur, the lowest, lowest level is, is to me, which is victim mode, where things are happening to you and, and you're, you're blaming. Maybe you had a really bad day. And then the next level up is, to, to, so at to, at to me you're blaming. Uh, the next level up from to me is you, you give up blame and you take responsibility, and then you move up to by me, which is uh, the four stages are to me, by me, through me, as me. And at each stage to, to graduate, you need to give something up and replace with something else, right? So from to me, we said you give up blame and you replace it with responsibility. Then when you're at by me, this is really kind of achiever goal, goal setting kind of mode. We're saying if it is to be, it is up to me and you push. Right? And oftentimes that's necessary. And that's where you have a visual, you have, you visualize what, what you want for your life based on what you see in your mind, which is, which is good. Then, Basically, it's what can I do to pull up myself by yeah, my bootstraps? I know I want that car. I want this house from what I've seen. I want this sort of career from what I've seen. Great. Which, which is really helpful. And, and there's a time when sometimes just pushing, pushing, pushing all the time doesn't always get you where you want to go. There's a time to, there's a time to be assertive and there's a time to be reflective. Okay. And when you are Say maybe you're banging your head against the wall, something happened, right? Then you need to, to go from by me to through me. You, you need to release the need for control and replace it with more trust. I'd say trust in the process, right? Trust in the process of life. Trust in your own unfolding. So, and that is where you begin to get a sense of, well, I can't fully fathom my full sense of potential. And I think about when Barack Obama wrote his book, Dreams from My Father. He was 33 years old when he wrote that book. And I was 33 when I read it. And I thought, gosh, there's really no, there was no, there was little sign when you read that book that he was going to go on to become president. So could he really have foreseen his potential at that time? I'm not so sure. And neither can we. So, but you need to be open to, to what else may be trying to come through you, what's trying to emerge in your life. Okay? That, not, that, that is not being, quote, unquote, quote-unquote, logically controlled by you. Because, as Einstein said, many problems were created. Problems can't be solved at the level of awareness at which they were created. So that's through me. And then through me is wonderful when you are really in flow. It's like what Oprah says, uh, calls surrendering. Yes. Yes, exactly. And then there's as me, which is a higher level of awareness, which we human beings touch from time to time. And that's really... To, 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 to move from through me to by me, you have to give up the sense of separation between you and whatever's coming through you and then realize that there's a unity there and you're at one with yourself. And basically, you're at one with, with everyone that, that you meet. It's that kind of unity consciousness. It's almost a Dalai Lama sort of level thing where there's no separation and you are able to manifest things. Can you put it in other words yeah. for me? Sure. As me. So like when I said um, by me was like pulling yourself up by your mm-hmm. bootstraps. What is as me so, like? So, 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 so by me is pushing mm-hmm. through me is receiving basically through me is like um i'll get to ask me in a moment but through me is like when you take a deep breath you hold it you can't take another deep breath until you release the previous one right so you release and you go into the through me as me is when you have sense of such a knowing of what your core fundamental truth is there's no separation between you and your purpose or you and the world that you're working in so basically 
It's almost like you're your Neo in the Matrix moment. Oh dear. Right. Okay. <laughs> but 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 that's where you really feel at home. Like so, put it this way. So um, Oprah said, you mentioned Oprah. She was doing news programs and. Um, she felt like she was uh, it wasn't fulfilling her purpose because she felt if she covered a fire she would want to give the people blankets rather than talk about what happened to your family in the fire but she said the moment she stepped on stage for the talk show she felt like I'm meant to be okay here. I get home. it now so this is like inflow I'm home so in right flow, so as me inflow and and you own it you you realize it's not just you're giving something else is coming through it actually what's coming through you is you too okay. already so I wanted to cover that because. That is the path towards self-fulfillment, which is self-actualization and fulfillment, which is really what the goal setting. And I see work as an expression of who we are as human beings. And if we if we look at a wide angle lens when we are determining what we're solving for in the year, we can then have a better chance of optimizing ourselves and our work in the process. Shall we go on now to what do you do if you've set your goals or if you already know what you're solving for, sorry, and you just need a bit of help getting there. Sure. This this is the easier one. This is or this is the simpler one, which is basically here you just plan your work and work your plan. You find a successful formula recipe and you emulate that. So if you are in a company and you want to become a director of a division, maybe you seek out a mentor who's already done what, been where you want to go and you you follow their their roadmap. So when I decided I wanted to go to business school, I went online and I found the study plan for someone from someone who scored in the top 1% on the, the GMAT, the test for business school. And I just reverse engineered and followed their plan and did about as good as I could do. I Me mean, personally, it's about as good as I could do. I didn't do quite as good as they did, but I did, I did well enough. Um, and, but I, 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 I didn't want to reinvent the wheel. I followed a script. Um, so that's, that's the, the, the premise there. And if you're in an organization, this is where you, you do the, the basic goal setting. You chunk it down, right, like we said earlier. You've got annual goals, so maybe you're implementing a new computer system or you're driving sales, and you know that by the end of maybe six months or this year, you want to have that system implemented and have all the clients onboarded. You want to have everything up and running. Then you need to have you got the annual goal. You need to have quarterly goals, so maybe you have to design, build, test that system. You want to do that every quarter by quarter. You want to... Reach those milestones, and then you break that down into your your monthly, weekly, and even daily targets for how much um, how much time are we spending on designing the system today, or if it's a sales target, how many meetings do I need to have today, how many calls do I need to make today to land a certain number of meetings to close the amount of deals we need to close to reach the revenue target. So that's, and then just related to that, so I wanted to mention a couple other quick things, which is. Um, for goal setting in general, especially in this stage, you want to keep the goal in front of you. So I've actually have my goals here in front of me today. They're a little bit, um, I scribble on them all the time, but I, I write them down and, and um, I have them on my little You take this around with you every day? No, no, I have it for me today. I have, I have it on my desk in, in, in my office. And then I also have little images of what I'm trying to embody and where I'm heading. Just remind me. Even my cufflinks today remind me uh, of who I'm meant to be moment to moment because we forget. What and is so that, Platinum? Uh, no, no this, it's, an, it's an infinity symbol, right? <laughs> okay. Just to show that anything's possible. Okay. To remind me, because I'm a how guy and I'm a skeptic and I see what can go wrong, rather than say, hey, actually, go into brainstorm mode and open up. So, but keep, keep that vision in front of you. And also, two practical tools. One is, I got this from, from my brother, who is um, a, really, a very successful sales vice president in a Fortune 500 company. He used to use a, a weekly tracking sheet, which he posts right on the wall in front of him, which shows for your top five priorities, personal, professional. It's basically a Gantt chart along the along the the column 
and the row titles are just the five priorities. And then the column headings are each week by week. It's like a little Gantt chart. And you put a tick in there every week. So did you meditate this week? Did you exercise? Did you hit your sales target for the week? And you put a little tick in there, and then you'll see how you're feeling or how you're performing. If at the end of uh, the month, you, or at the end of two, three weeks, you're not feeling well or you're not hitting your targets, you can see where you've deviated. But what do you do if you've set goals and were on the way to implementing them, but you got derailed due to circumstances beyond your control? Because I really feel like these three categories of people or situations that you've set out, I really see them as three types of people. There are some people who go around like, oh, I don't know what to do, da, 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 you know, fuzzy wuzzy. Then you have uh, another group of people who they sort of have an idea, but they need some fine tuning. And then you have other people who are just naturally goal oriented. And um, I, I would say I'm like in that category. But what I've noticed with myself, I don't know if this happens with many other people, but like life always throws you a curveball. And so the question is, if you were, you know, you were on target with your goals and what do you do when, you know, things like the 2008 financial crisis happened or you got an injury, then what? What do you do? Yeah, just to pick up on, on what you mentioned, I think I think there's another side to it, which is some I, in my experience, people chronologically go through the, th the three stages. You've got a vision, you achieve it. What comes next? You may have already set the next goal, but you are not you are not you are more than you were before you achieved that goal, ideally. So that once you get to that summit, you may have to take stock and set a new goal. So I see it as um, iterative and sequential. But you're right; some people get clearer more quicker than others, more quickly. Um, what do you do if you if you got if you got knocked on the way to reaching the goal? Well, this is the this is the class. If if you still believe that that is the goal for you. I'm going to quote the, the, the master Les Brown here. I've got to lift this because it's just it's brilliant. He's got to, he says, look, and I've lived this, right? You've got, to, you've got to trust the process. If that is your goal, you say, look, I, be I believe that I'm meant to do this. I'm meant to achieve this. This is mine. You're persistent. And then you, so you trust the process. You have to engage in consistent action. You can't just phone it in for the next six months or lay in bed because you're upset about it. And then you have to have patience because things may not show up exactly when you want them to, but you keep on going until. And sorry, one other point I wanted to add about when you're in the real goal setting, clear goal achievement mindset is my favorite mixed martial artist talks about, remember that each day begins the night before. So you plan out one day the previous evening. If you're going to go to the gym the next morning, you have your shoes by the door. You have it all laid up. You, may, you systematize it to make it easier for you to stick to it. So. Yeah, with that, I think you do, you do a gut check and a heart check and say, okay, do I still want this? Because sometimes, like if you set a goal in January and it's now March, April, and you're, you're just not excited by it or whatever, maybe, maybe you didn't really feel it. Maybe you need to kick yourself in the backside and, and do it. But there are other times when you say, do you know what? I thought I really wanted that, but actually my heart's no longer in it. So you, you move on to something else. And um, on this uh, point about like, life throwing you a curveball mm. and you having to, I don't know, maybe be creative or resilient or mm. adaptable or flexible or whatever. I uh, see a connection between that and then those four points you gave us about the four levels of awareness. Does this stage connect to through me or as me? Do you get what I mean? So one other point I was going to say is that um, also keep in mind a delay is not a, is not a denial. So for me, you asked about this, this, this stage, meaning when you're on path to reaching a goal and you get knocked. Mm -hmm. So derailed. You can get derailed. So, well, that can push you all the way down to to me. Why this have to happen to me? Right. And then you say, OK, well, maybe you take that. Maybe you sit with that for, I don't know, an hour, or a couple of days if it's really bad. And then you move on and say, OK, well, what, what do I do now? And then you get yourself back to being in the zone, so to speak, where you can actually, what I would say, be a clear channel um, and have fire on all cylinders and, and live your truth. And that's it. Okay, so tell us anything else you'd like to share before we wrap up. So I have three resources I'd like to share. One is 
a famous TED talk by Tony Robbins. You can, you can search and find it uh, about why human beings do what we do, why we behave the way we behave, particularly around um, the science of achievement and the art of fulfillment. Uh, the second is Michael Bernard Beckwith, Beckwith's outstanding book called Life Visioning, which is a brilliant technology for really expanding your vision and it gets into the the to me, by me, through me, as me stuff in great detail. And the third is Jack Cornfield has a book and some videos around meditation for beginners, which is mindfulness and helping you get really still to get clear and then to move ahead. Great. Carl Rigo, thanks so much for being with us again here on The Workplace. Thank you so much for having me. And that's it for today's episode of The Workplace, the radio program about how to get into, get along, and get ahead at work with me, NND. Today, my guest was Carl Rigo of London Executive Advisors, who shared with us on the topic, What Are You Solving For in 2020? Visit lxauk.com to connect with Carl. Thanks to all those who've made today's program possible. Thanks to the engineering by Bertie and the supervision by Vivian. This program was first broadcast on Community Arts Radio Station Resonance 104.4 FM. Thanks so much for listening. As always, it's been a pleasure being in your company. Until next time, keep working. That's all for this episode. Tune in next time for the latest insights and hidden gems from the world of business. In the meantime, we'd love to hear from you. For any feedback, suggestions, or questions you'd like us to cover, you can email us at krego at lxauk.com and on LinkedIn at karl-rego. Until next time, onwards and upwards. And thank you for listening. Rego's Review, signing off.